Holy Spirit. To him who postures himself in repentance, the fire is a fire of healing. It's a fire of filling. It's a fire of love. It says, to the righteous, I will arise as the sun of righteousness, as a burning flame of righteousness with healing in my wings. Lord, we say, set us ablaze. Set us ablaze. Set this church ablaze. Set this city ablaze. Set the front range ablaze with the fire of God, with the fire of the Almighty. God, those seven torches that are before your throne, the seven spirits of God, Holy Spirit, we say we want all seven. We want to burn with passion. That Matthew 5 lamp that is shining like a city on a hill. Lord, we want to be shining. We want to be burning. We want to be bright. Set us ablaze. Revival, Like, that's the theme that the Lord is stirring right now. The fire of God being poured out from on high. The result is Acts 2. The result is bold preaching. The result is radical obedience. The result is 3,000 coming into the kingdom in a day. The result is Acts 3. And then 5,000 were added to their number. That's, that's what the fire of God produces. So I just want to invite some of you to come up and just to sit on this front row. I think it's burning in your heart. Be bold. Just come up to the front right now and let's cry out for this together. Marcus was asking us to just ask for the fire of the Lord to come. I, I just felt that. Careful what you ask for. <laughs> I've been in this abiding in John 15, and, and it starts with Jesus talking about the branches that do not bear fruit. And it says that they will be burned with fire. The ones that do bear fruit, they get pruned. The ones that do not bear fruit will, will burn with fire. Jesus says he comes to baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. 
In Revelation, as John looks at Jesus, it says he has eyes that are a blazing fire. There is a there is a righteousness that he's calling his church to. He is an all-consuming fire. Hebrews 12 talks about there is an all-consuming fire. Matthew 4, right after Jesus says, I have come to baptize you with the Spirit and with fire, talks about the winnowing fork that separates the wheat from the chaff. And it says the shaft will be burned with an unquenchable fire. Malachi 3.3 says this. So I'll start in verse 2. It says, but who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire, like a launder's soap. And he will sit as the refiner and he will and purifier of silver. And he will purify the Levites. He will purify the worshipers. It says, and he will refine them like gold and like silver. And it says, then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness. It's this, this offering of righteousness that the Lord requires. And it says, And the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord. Hebrews 12, it's, just, it's interesting tying these together. It says this, it says, and since we're receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. And so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Down in chapter 13, it says, through Jesus, and this is with the fire, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. Tying that back to Malachi 3.3. There's this offering of righteousness that the Lord is calling us to. It's the fruit of lips that confess the name of Jesus. So Lord, we just ask you right now. Lord, we desire that fire. Yes, Lord, we ask you to purify our hearts. Purify our hearts. <laughs> Lord, I pray that you would burn off the things that are not of you. And Lord, the things that are of you, this is, the Lord has just been showing us this, that we're in a time of pruning right now. He is resetting for the things that he desires to do. And the, th the good things that the Lord has actually given us in the past that are producing fruit it's a pruning season he's shifting things he's rearranging things he's preparing things there's a greater fruit there's a greater harvest to come but it actually requires pruning nobody likes to be pruned it doesn't make sense to be pruned but Lord we ask you for that pruning Lord we say 
we're not going to have minds that actually try to reason things out, but Lord, we're going to trust you. So we say, Lord, we ask you for that all-consuming fire. Shake the things that can be shaken now so that the things that cannot be shaken, they will remain. Lord, we pray that our lives would be an acceptable offering to you. Even that Hebrews 12, all these scriptures about when we says that our life is a living sacrifice, that we would be that living sacrifice on the altar. On an altar, there is a fire, a consuming fire. Lord, we say refine us. In these times, Lord, refine us. That as you come and as we behold your glory, that there's nothing at that point that is going to get, <laughs> that needs to get burned off. There's nothing that needs to be shaken at that point. Lord, do it now in our lives. That everything we have, everything that we are, is of you and not of ourselves. I was just praying, we were praying earlier for fear and anxiety to go. Those are areas of, that we're holding on to things in our life. And it gets back to this theme that we've been in about just laying our lives down before the Lord. It's in that place as we completely surrender that we can operate in the fullness of the power and the authority that God has for us to operate in. It's in that place of abiding. You cannot abide when we have other things that we're holding on to. It, it, it's like becomes a block. Lord, we say prune us and set those things that are not of you ablaze. That there is nothing that would hinder us from walking in the fullness of what you call us to. That there would be a full abiding love that we would walk in. That we would remain in that love that you have for us. That John 15 love that you have for us. But it starts, I think it's verse 7. It starts with the fire. It starts with the burning off of the things that are not of you. With the fire. He's the vine with the branches. So we remain in him. If anyone does not remain in me, he's like a branch that is thrown away and withers. The branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, now you can ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. Lord, I thank you for that, that revelation and that understanding. I feel like I was talking to Dan and we're going we're gonna to go into just some, some authoritative prayers. But it requires, it requires that refining. It requires that purity of heart. It's in the position of abiding that we can come into this place of ask anything in my name and it will be given to you. So, Lord, we just once again ask you for that fire. Reveal in our hearts the things that are not of you. <laughs> you already know them. 
Lord, reveal them to us. And even if, as we cast cares, the worries, the concerns, those things, Lord, I pray that we cast all the other stuff that is fruitless, that bears no fruit in our lives. May we cast this before you. We say, take it. We don't want to carry the weights any longer. Hebrews 12 talks about throwing off every weight, every hindrance, every sin that would entangle us. Lord, I pray that we would be tangle-free, weight-free. Burn off those things that are weighing us down. Remove the things that have entangled us in this world, that have entrapped us in the things of this world. Yeah. do some prophetic prayer tonight could you stand to your feet we're gonna we're gonna go at some things tonight with an opposite spirit just to respond pastor mike what he's feeling and just was asking what my heart was that we are to really contend and to pursue tonight for breakthrough i had this intense overwhelming feeling today in prayer the Lord has been having me up for an extended amount of time at tremendously early in the morning. And he's been speaking. It's kind of the, the time set aside where the Holy Spirit just begins to prophesy. And he was speaking about tremendous breakthrough that is about to happen. And there's two things that are going to try to come and try to dissuade and try to discourage. One was going to be apathy. And it was going to begin to pursue and push against our hearts. And other one would be offense. Any kind of offense. We're right before a breakthrough. Something is presented to you to throw you off tracks. It could be some kind of iniquity, some kind of sin, a wound. The things that are just happening recently. I mean, the Lord spoke to me. And one day I'm about to release this over you. The next day a family member calls me up and basically disowned me. It was just that radical. I said, Lord, what's going on? He said, there's a spirit loose to try to bring offense. He said, I'm going to deliver this family member, and he did. And that individual said to me, I have no idea why I responded that way. He was weeping, and God just brought reconciliation. But there's this spirit to offend. Several weeks ago, I was in prayer, and the Lord spoke to me that there was a spirit of witchcraft that was going to try to come against this church. I saw witches coming into the building. And he said, I'm going to deal with the spirit of witchcraft. I will expose it. I will deal with it. Notice I'm not talking about the person. I'm talking about the spirit. And the Pastor Mike, last week, there was two really strange spiders that appeared in, the, in this back room here. And they reared up at him. And then there was a big snake down front down here 
or right over here by his chair underneath the chair that one of the pastors had to find in the sanctuary and I laughed I said pastor Mike the Lord is dealing with anybody that knows anything about overseas warlocks always let black mambas loose in meetings to try to bring intimidation they do it in Heidi Baker's meetings they do it in Dave Hogan meetings hey by the way I just get really fired up over this stuff because when the enemy tries to play his hand so aggressively that means right on the other side of this door is radical breakthrough you see what's been in my spirit all day today is that the kingdom of God is going to suffer violence but it will be the violent that will take it by force this thing is about a violent going forth in the kingdom of God and then the Lord is prophesying to Peter and he says and I'm gonna build this this kingdom up and the gates of hell will not prevail against you and the Lord says the gates of hell are not offensive they're stationary they don't war against you they just hold back what belongs to you and the way that we press through gates is by a violent assault against those gates and we declare what's on the other side of those gates belongs to me souls a joyful happy spirit breaking free from any kind of depression or offense whatever's on the other side of those gates that the enemy is trying to keep you from or from the body of Christ the Bible says for you to stir yourself up and get violent and crash against those gates and the Bible says that you will take it by force and you will have what's on the other side of those gates Amen. there's something that's about to happen on September 3rd when I was in prayer this morning the Lord said I'm sending a great shaking through Douglas County through the prayers that are about to be released on September 3rd and it's going to erupt all over our county all over our region God is about to awaken our pastors at a high level and I want to read this to you that's very prophetic about a spirit that is about to be broken and I want to share this with you that right now we are in such a time of a strong delusion where the Bible speaks that for those that do not love the truth a strong delusion will be sent to them that's happening right now in our mainline denominations and the Lord spoke to me and I began to grieve I said Lord how are we to contend over mainline denominations that are right now grieving the kingdom of God so aggressively and when the Bible says when Jesus is talking about in Matthew 24 the church will be five that are prepared with oil and five that are not that is not just speaking about half the church that's not very much in the presence of God it's speaking about iniquity about bents of the mind Matthew 7 he's speaking to people that are casting out devils and healing the sick and so forth he says but you've practiced lawlessness so that five virgins in the other portion of Matthew 24 is speaking about the church that is bought into a delusion that are releasing lies. There are mainline denominations right now that are releasing drag queens over their teenagers and their children. I know of a pastor that I've loved for years. He's charismatic. He's a radical brother, many souls, and he's just totally turned his stance and is going totally pro-abortion. He's a charismatic pastor. Many people that I know have been completely saved in this ministry. There's people that are preaching behind pulpits, men that I know that are saying this. I'm talking major people with major audiences, American pastors, that are saying God is pro-abortion because he's pro-human right. We're in a strong season of delusion. I said, Lord, how are we to pray? Because I feel like God is about to send a fire into the, into the church that's apostate. I believe that he is about to awaken the body of Christ that we've never seen before. And it's going to start with us, Pastor Mike. Wow. 
we're about to be lit ablaze on fire amen y'all with me i can't see you are you still here tonight i said lord how are we to pray he said i told you to pray this he said you pray for my will to become done and my kingdom to come he goes it is my assignment the lord says i will sift the wheat from the tares but you stand and you pray because the Lord said, I'm about to send a rescue effort into mainline denominations. And here's the context that he gave it to me. And then we're going to pray tonight. I feel like we're to prophesy over our own lives and we're to prophesy over our region. There's a concern right now. We are in the minute, we are in the moment of a major breakthrough and a delusion is trying to set upon our minds. Have you ever seen a time where men would call righteous evil and evil evil? righteous and the people that are calling evil righteous are not just playing hard to get they are believing the apostasy they are believing that to destroy a baby's life is righteous they are believing and it's time for pastors there you know I, I pray for pastor Mike because it's time to get involved in the messy sensitive situations it's time to release truth the Bible says that a grace comes in the releasing and the preaching of truth and we're about to see a truth go across this nation. Amen. Let me read this to you. What I believe is about to happen. And there's coming a sound that's going to be released on September 3rd at the Kassarok Day of Prayer. Elijah has just had a tremendous victory. Almost everybody in this room knows this very well. But I want to show you about a spirit. I want to show you about a delusion that came over his mind and how the Lord set him free. He had just seen major victory on Mount Carmel were five, six, seven million Israelites that were under the delusion of witchcraft. They were so deluded and so spiritually blind and they have lost their way. They were away from God. They were literally taking their born babies that they have given birth to, not just removing them from their womb, but they were nursing them and feeding these children and they were passing them through the fire. They were this deceived that they were taking their living children that were 9, 10, 11, 12 pounds that were needing their mother and taking them and passing them through the fires of Baal. They were this delusional. And God sent a voice, a man of God, to begin to rise up, to begin to minister. And all heaven broke loose on that mountain. And Jezebel was the only one not in attendance. We don't know why she was not there, but she was not there and when word got to her ear about what Elijah did, she sent a messenger to him. That word in the Hebrew is Malak. It literally has a spiritual connotation. On the side of righteousness, it means an angel. On the side of the demonic, it means a demonic spirit, a demonic voice. Whether it's set upon a man or not, a demonic spirit was released against Elijah. And the Bible says that he ran for his life. He ended up fleeing himself to a cave. Where he was alone and he said he and and the lord came to him and said go out and i want you to stand on the mountain before the lord and behold the lord passed by in three different things the lord stirred up a strong wind the lord caused an earthquake and the lord released a fire but the lord was going to speak to him through a voice and these three things that are about to happen this revival of the winds the fires and the shakings are happening to condition us for one thing to hear the voice of the Lord again and the Lord came and all of a sudden here's the prophet who had lost his sensitivity I'm talking about us I'm talking about pastors 
who have completely lost their way. They're under a spirit of witchcraft. For a man of God to stand in a pulpit and to preach so aggressively that for us to believe that God is not pro-abortion, he said that is iniquity. He said if you believe that God is anything other than pro-abortion, you are iniquitous and you're demonic. He's a church of thousands. He's a charismatic preacher. I heard him just today. This is on our airwaves. And I said, Lord, and it so grieved me. I was vexed. I said, Lord, how are we to pray? If there's already a strong delusion being sent, they've not loved the truth. He says, you don't worry about that. You intercede and you begin to declare the spiritual blindness is going to be lifted in the same way it was off of Elijah. And here's what Elijah tells God. God, they've killed your prophets by the sword. They've slaughtered your prophets. He said, and I am alone and left. Well, it wasn't true. There were 7,000 others. But he's forgetting what just took place hours earlier. At his hand, 450 false prophets were slain by the sword. At his voice, his command, all of Israel returned back to the Lord. Five, six, seven million people. All of a sudden, he's under a delusion of witchcraft. And he's forgetting what God just did hours earlier. Because the witchcraft was so strong. But the Lord sent him a rescue. Listen to this. And so it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face. He all of a sudden heard a still small voice. He wrapped his face and his mantle. And he went out and he stood in the entrance of the cave. And suddenly the voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? And verse 14, God gave the man of God new marching orders and delivered him from the spirit of witchcraft. We're standing here tonight as intercessors. I love this picture of standing between the living and the dead. The very priestly anointing of the intercessor of Aaron to position ourselves between the plague and between those that need revelation and breakthrough. See, this is we're in this thing for the glory of God to come to our city. We're in this to see the fire come, what, what Marcus was singing about, the fire coming upon the mountain. We're in the day of the Lord where everything is about to be shaken. And we're hearing even our own pastor saying, let God shake you. Let him birth this fire in you once again. And I'm telling you tonight, God is sending a deliverance to his people. Whatever's on the other side of those gates, here's a little bit of personal ministry. Whatever's on the other side of those gates that hell is keeping back from you, right now you stir yourself up on your inner man. And you begin to declare, my joy, my marriage, my family is on the other side of those gates. And I'm going to get violent and I will have what God says that I can have. My peace, my fire, and I'm going to get delivered from the spirit of apathy. The two things that come before radical breakthrough. The Lord, the enemy wants to come and try to bring offense to you. To get you off, to miss the moment when God says turn right. Because see, if Elijah had not have been positioned when he heard the fight, when he saw the fire, he saw the wind, and he saw the shaking, he would not have been prepared for the voice. The still small voice that told him, take your mantle and place it upon three individuals. I'm multiplying the grace upon you. And the Lord needs us tonight to be shaken by the winds of the Spirit, to be burned by the fire of His presence, and to be rattled in the quaking of His presence. It was the wind, the fire, and the earthquake. 
He wants us to be impacted by his glory so that we can hear his voice. So let's stand to our feet. Father, we take a bold stand tonight. We declare in the name of Jesus, you said that you will first start in the house. You will start with us. Your judgments, your decisions begin right here. Father, we declare even against this house and against those that are here tonight, we take a stand and we declare the spirit of witchcraft, any delusion that would set upon a mind or a heart to be broken in the name of Jesus. We break off and we cancel the assignment of offense and we break off the assignment right now of any apathy against the heart. We will not be apathetic. We will not be lethargic. It is a spirit we're dealing with tonight. It's not just physical fatigue. It's not just a physical weariness or a little bit of anxiety. It is a spirit pressing against you. And we declare tonight that the gates of hell shall not prevail for we will finally possess what God has for us in the name of Jesus. I want to prophesy this. I prophesy that everybody under the sound tonight, you will not miss your new season. You will not miss your new mantling. You will not miss your new assignment in the name of Jesus. And we prophesy into the airwaves over the next couple of weeks of preparation. We declare that our pastors and our leaders that have been under a delusion will be awakened in the night in the name of Jesus. Father, we prophesy that the spirit of Jezebel is being broken off. You see all the things that manifested in Elijah. Spiritual blindness. Timidity. Insecurity. Jezebel always goes after the authority of your voice. It wants to cause you to whisper when you need to be roaring like a lion. And I'm telling you there's an anointing to roar like a lion. There's an anointing to release the sound of a roar. So, Father, we thank you for the fresh fire of your spirit coming upon our hearts in the name of Jesus. Lord, release the fire of your presence. Father, we declare into our meetings, even on Sunday, release fires of your presence in the name of Jesus. Father, even as the rain is falling all over our state, Lord, and lightnings are striking, Lord, the heavens are declaring your glory. Father, we thank you that the day of the Lord is upon Colorado. And Father, we declare that all of Colorado shall be saved. Lord, start in the house of God. Revive your house, Lord. Revive your bride. God, revive your bride in the name of Jesus. Let your bride, God, be filled with oil in the name of Jesus. God, give us a hunger for truth. Give us a hunger for revelation. Give us a hunger for your presence. I just want to just release this also. The last couple of months, there's been a real theme about us embracing the grace for intimacy. This understanding that we can't possibly love love God without the ability from Him. We can't possibly position and posture ourselves without Him first initiating. I really believe that the Lord wants to wake you up in the prophet's hours at the 3 a.m. time. I believe there's a grace right now for God to awaken you that you've had two or three hours of sleep and all of a sudden, suddenly you're quickened. That it's in that hour, that three to four. I'm telling you, there's, a, there's an anointing on that three to four hour. I'm not trying to put something weird on you. I'm not saying you can't sleep, but I'm just saying 
Somebody in this room, the Lord's about to cause you to awaken for a season. Don't be troubled. Wake up like Samuel said and say, Lord, are you speaking to me? Yes, Lord, are you calling me? I believe that many of you in this room are about to hear and you're about to experience things you've never heard before. I believe the voice of the Lord is coming and about to speak with new assignments and new revelation that many of us have been on this moment like, Lord, I need you to speak. The heavens feel like brass. I'm not hearing what to do with my feet. I'm not hearing what to do next. The Lord said, I'm about to speak to you about your next assignment. So, Father, we thank you for the spirit of awakening. And we prophesy into September 3rd on Castle Rock Day of Prayer at this high place of Castle Rock that this is the place, the mountain of God, where you're going to touch down and the region and the state will be impacted by what's released in that day. We speak into the atmosphere, breakthrough and fresh fire in the name of Jesus. just want to pray into this offense just real quick. I was in this same passage today. I was in Matthew chapter 11. Was speaking to me. Blessed are those who are not offended because of me. And, and I felt like the Lord wanted to heal offense that people have, they've been offended by Jesus' leadership and they've turned away from the Lord because they've been offended by his word, they've been offended by his commands, and they've been offended by his leadership. I just want to pray into this right now that the Lord heals that offense and they return to the Lord. Right after that, in Matthew 11, it says, come to me all who are weary. If that offense isn't healed, they can't come for rest. So God, we just ask you right now, in this season of breakthrough, those that have walked away from you because of offense, Lord, we ask that you would heal that offense, that you would draw near, that you would speak to them, and they would lay down that offense. They would lay down, and they would come to you, and they would experience rest. They would experience revival. They would experience peace. God, we ask you for offense concerning your leadership. Your leadership is perfect, Lord. It wasn't your leadership. It was the enemy twisting and causing people to be offended. God, we ask you that you would heal that offense and they would come back to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Last night I had a dream, and I believe I'm supposed to release it. In the dream, I went to the dentist, and I was in the dentist chair getting my teeth cleaned, and they were concerned about something and I couldn't tell what was going on and finally they were just saying well we'll we'll tell you after a while I said no just let me let me know what's going on now and they they gave me this three three word medical term that I did not understand and I said so what does that really mean and they said you have excessive prayer breath <laughs> it is to a level Three to, three to four times what we've ever seen. And I believe that I was in that dream representing the ecclesia. Wow. 
and that the ecclesia is going to new levels in prayer. Amen. So in the name of Jesus, yes. I de decree yes. that prayer without ceasing yes. is going to levels yes. never seen before yes. in the ecclesia. In name of Jesus. Amen. Who wants prayer breath? That is awesome. <laughs> I love it. Come on. Yeah. I feel like there's some more just corporate prayers. So if, if that's you, don't wait till the end. <laughs> if you're going to pray, I just ask, uh, we're going to go for about another 15 minutes here, but I just feel like we need to, there's some things to pray into. There's some things to, to break. Yeah. Uh, I'll just read a few things and then but come up here and, and pray. But just what Dan was speaking into, there's a, uh, Isaiah 53, 5 says, he was, here's the thing, there's, there's transgression, there's sin, there's iniquities, there's transgressions, and sin is just kind of the basic word, I feel, for uh, basically anything that goes against the will of God. There are iniquities, though, that are a twisting of the truth. Yeah. It's things that, that look right, but they're wrong because yeah. we don't know the truth. And it's the truth that sets us free. But, in, but iniquities are just, they're sneaky yeah. and kind of sneaky. I think they're not that sneaky. Uh, abortion is an iniquity that people are like, you look and you go, ah, how do you see it that way? But people see it with a twist of the truth. And, and then there's transgressions, which are basically just when you're just in the face of God. Uh, and, and saying, I'm going to walk this way anyway. Uh, be careful of all those things. He says this, though. He says, surely he took up our infirmities, carried our sorrows, yet we consider him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, and he was crushed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his wounds we are healed so for all these things there is an answer he's the way he's the truth and he's the life and he brings the healing to every situation where every iniquity is where every transgression is he is the healer of those things he is the one who crushes those things as he was crushed for them, <laughs> he now crushes them. There's a, as Dan was talking about, these pastors that are doing these things right now, just leaders that are speaking out, uh, there's just, we need to be aware of things that are being spoken and, and check them. Check them with the Spirit, check them with the Word of God. Sometimes it's not even, it's not that they're doing it on purpose to trick people. It's that there's things in their minds where, they, where things have shifted and their, their eyes are not fully on Jesus and there's a twisting of the truth. The, the enemy is so good at taking truth and just twisting it one degree where it's no longer truth. It says this in Matthew 24. It says, because of the increase of wickedness, the love... Actually, let me back up one verse. It says, at that time, it's talking about this is the end, the end days, which we are in here. At that time, it says, uh, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. 
Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm till the end will be saved. In uh, 2 Thessalonians 2, talks about this man of lawlessness and uh, just things to be aware of. It says this, it says, for the secret power of, all, of lawlessness is already at work. Yeah. This is just this, be aware. The Lord says over and over, be alert. Yeah. Guard your heart. Be alert. Guard your mind. Be prepared. Know the word of God. Be able to hear his voice. He says, my sheep hear my voice. Yeah. We need to know his yeah. voice. There are, I hear, I hear people say, uh, I'm talking to him and they're like, well, the Lord said this. And, and in my spirit, I'm like, oh, that is not the Lord. Because I can check it with the Word of God. This, this kind of, this is what, uh, kind of is that true north where you can you can kind of check to see it. Does this align with His Word? If it's if it doesn't, then it's it's not the Lord. And there are many times where I think people, and I'm sure I've done it as well, where I thought I've heard the Lord and it, it actually wasn't the Lord. It's the loud voices that you got to be careful of. It's the still quiet voice that is pressing in on you when you spend time with Him. That's the voice you can trust. It's the voice that actually is like, kind of brings you, in, it can bring you into a place of fear, but it's actually that you're actually laying down the things of your life to actually step into the things that he has for you. And you know it. There's a deep peace when you hear his voice. But it says this, it says, that for the secret power of lawlessness is already at work. But the one who now holds it back will continue to do so till he is taken out of the way. And it says, and then the lawless one will be revealed. And the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth and destroy by the splendor of his coming. <laughs> this is what we get to look forward to. But there is a lawlessness in the earth today. It goes on to say this at the end. It says, uh, it says there will be there will be all kinds of counterfeit miracles, signs and wonders, and every sort of evil that deceives those who are perishing. But it says this, they perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. And then in 2 Peter, just one other verse. This is Peter's actually referring to Paul's letters. And he says, Paul's letters, they contain some things that are hard to understand. If you've read Paul's letters, there are areas where it's like, I don't fully understand that. And here's what happens. It says, which the ignorant and the unstable people distort as they do with other scriptures to their own destruction. Therefore, dear friends, since you already know this, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of lawless men and fall from your secure position, but grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So Lord, I pray for this right now. We ask you for a spirit of truth to guide us. Lord, I pray that we would hear your voice in this season. Lord, where lawlessness tries to come in, the spirit of lawlessness comes in, we rebuke that spirit of lawlessness right now in yes. the name of Jesus. Yes, 
We come against it and we say, Lord, we ask you for your spirit of truth to be revealed in all situations. Lord, that we would so clearly hear your voice. Lord, I pray that we would stand our guard in this time. We would be aware of the enemy's schemes, of the things that he's doing, even of the tactics of fear that he would try to bring in. The, as Dan was talking, last Monday, I'm sitting in the prayer room and these two spiders come out. They're called camel spiders. And they are the ugliest spiders you've ever seen. <laughs> and they're not a normal spider. I had to bring in the exterminator and, and he said, yeah, these are not, these are not your normal spiders. And, and I said, yeah, they, I went over to kill them. I went over, I looked at and walked over towards them and they turned towards me and they reared up on their hind legs. And I jumped back and then, and then jumped forward and smashed the thing as it jumped into the air at me. And, uh, and I've never seen a spider do that. And I'm like, I didn't even know if I killed a spider. I was like, was that a scorpion or a spider? Or what was that? And he's like, no, that's a, that's a camel spider. And that's what they do. They'll turn towards their prey. They're, they'll rear up and they'll bring it. And it brings fear. It's a, it's a fear tactic for these spiders. And, uh, and there were two of them, never seen one before in this church. This, this is, and here there were two on Monday. And then Wednesday, before the service, there was a snake curled up right under the seat, right under my seat. <laughs> Last Wednesday. I didn't tell anyone because I didn't want people freaking out, looking under their seat for, or for snakes. So, yeah, and, and these are fear tactics of the enemy. But Lord, we thank you that you're not, you do not give us a spirit of fear. But Lord, in this time that we're in, Lord, I thank you for the spirit of power. I thank you that we're called to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you for the love as we've been just walking in this and walking through this, that there is a, a love, a spirit of love that we're to walk in. It comes by that abiding in you. And it directs us, it leads us. It says, without love, we can do nothing. Lord, I thank you for that love that casts out all fear. It removes all fear and it sets our heart in alignment with you, our minds in alignment with you to know what to do and when to do it and how to do it. Lord, I thank you for that sound mind, that mind that is set upon your spirit. Lord, I pray that that's that alertness that we have, that's that guard that we have that we don't, we don't fall into a stupor, we don't, we don't get into this place of apathy, but we have a sound mind. Lord, we pray for that sound mind that comes by your spirit. It's in alignment with your spirit. That your spirit would be the very thing that, that stirs us and awakens our, our mind, awakens our heart, so that we are so in alignment with you that we know what to do and when to do it, that we move in step with your spirit that Galatians 5, that we're in lockstep with the Spirit, that as the Spirit moves, we're in life union with the Spirit, moving according to the Spirit, in that a place of abiding in you. It's where we get fruit. It's how we live our lives. And it's where we walk in full authority. Outside of that abiding, we do not walk in the authority of the King. The ambassador the place of being an ambassador and a representative of Christ comes as we abide in Him, as we remain in His love, walk in His ways, obey His commands. And then it says He calls us friends. He reveals, this is one of the coolest scriptures in, in John 15. He says this, 
He says, in that place when you abide in my love, when you obey my commands, when you walk with me, when you abide in me, he goes, I no longer call you servants, but I call you my friend. And he goes, and as a friend, I will reveal all things that I know to you. Everything known to Jesus is revealed to us by the Spirit in that place of friendship with the Lord that comes out of radical, laid-down obedience to Him to remain so closely in His love. We're truth, where we abide in the truth. And it's a truth that sets us free from the things of this world. We want to be freed from, our, from the, the cares, the worries, the concerns. Abide in Him and His truth sets us free. It breaks off lies. So, Lord, we break off a spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. We thank you that it's love that overcomes fear. It's a laid-down sacrificial love that overcomes fear. I feel like there's others that are just to pray. So I want you, I want to invite you to come up and just sure. Oh yeah, sorry. I didn't see you there. So it's funny because um, um, Mike was telling me to if I to come up if I felt led not to have it figured out. So I was listening to Dr. Mark Berkler today on overflowing spirit. And you know how in the in, in teaching about how people are filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, that you open, well, one, you open your mouth and He will fill it. So that's my prayer is that He will open each of our mouths and our, we will open our mouth, that's our part, and He will, he will fill it. So He's talking about with, with the Holy Spirit, with, with praying in tongues, that you have to do your part and He does His part. Um, so I came up with nothing except the Holy Spirit, which is plenty. So I want to pray into uh, um, the way, the truth, and the life. And a uh, super quick story, but it's going to build our faith for the way. So uh, last Sunday night, we were uh, on a Zoom call praying for my daughter Angela in Mongolia. And we, uh, she said, we want to pray for this uh, boy, 18-year-old boy, reindeer people, boy in an unreached people group two miles from Russia who just got saved. And uh, they're praying for him to be able to go to the capital city to do a discipleship training school. And um, so we were interceding almost the whole call for this, for this boy because it's kind of a miracle for him to get there. It's a 10-hour bus drive and then a 10-hour vans and then 10 hours on horseback. I mean, it's remote of, uh, remote of uh, unreached people groups. And so the closest person uh, to him is 10-hour horse ride. Is a, there's one pastor in this, in, this group, in this place. So it's like, how on earth? And there's no communication. So we're like, okay, he got saved. And he said, he said is it normal that I should feel different? Because I don't feel lonely anymore. So he's like the first person in this people group. Amazing. Sorry, I'm getting long, but it's it'll be worth it. Um, so we started interceding, and um, so I just started praying that Jesus was the waymaker and that He would make a way. Because in the natural, you know, nobody wants to go on a 30-hour you know trip 
to, to ask him if he's going to come back, not want to, but it's, you know, it's a 60-hour thing trying to get to him. And so it's like, how on earth are we going to get him there, and how's this going to work? So I start praying about God making the way. And in the other room, she had pulled away from, from the group. They started singing uh, Waymaker. So I took that as confirmation. This boy, God is making a way for him to be discipled so that he can get strong and out of shamanism. So, Papa, you are the way maker. You are the way, the truth, and the life. You are the way maker. And God, we have been crying out for revival in Colorado. And we can't make that happen. You are the way maker. Lord, we agree in Jesus' name for the body of Christ, every person who calls on the name of Jesus, every person that has the Holy Spirit inside of them, that every single Christian from border to border and border to border in Colorado would just start being compelled to obey you every day. If it's intercession, they would intercede. If it's sharing the gospel, they would share the gospel. If it's praying for people, they would pray for people. Whatever it is, God, we pray for for the Spirit of God to come upon every Christian in Colorado to obey you. The little things, the big things. And you will make the way for the revival we've been crying out for. In Jesus' name, we declare the Christians in Colorado will be compelled to obey every prompting of your Holy Spirit, that they will open their mouths and you will fill it, that they will go to the grocery store and there'll be a lady there and they feel prompted to say something about Jesus and they have no clue what to say. They will open their mouth and you will fill it. And people will be saved. People will be healed. People will be delivered. People will be set free. The woman that stands before us that's ready to have, thinking about having an abortion, we will open our mouth and you will fill it with the keys to her heart and her mind and her soul. Thank you, Jesus. You are the truth. We ask in Jesus' name that you would break every lie and you would bring the truth. Break the lies Specifically, I just want to pray over the body of Christ, that the bride of Christ would rise up and she would stop getting lied to. She would, stop, she would start to say no to the enemy and yes to you. And she would, she would know the truth. The truth would set her free so she can go, go do what you've called her to do and set our state free, our nation free, our world free. You are the way, the truth, and the life. Papa, we pray in the name of Jesus for abundant life. You paid such a high price for believers indwelt by your Holy Spirit to not be beat up, sick, depressed, but we're supposed to be, have abundant life. So God, we declare together, declare with me please, in Jesus' name, we have abundant life in Christ. In Jesus' name, we have abundant life in Christ. Lord, we pray that you would make a way 
to bring abundant life into every believer in Colorado. You would break every lie and bring your truth that we would walk in life and give life for the glory of God. We love you so much, Papa. Amen. Well, praise God. just want to just thank you for we're going to keep praying but I just feel I just feel really blessed that you're here tonight um, I don't think there's anything more special that we could do but intercede on behalf of others that you would give up a Wednesday night and come and pray for awakening for other people I've learned something about there's been many places that I've been preaching and remember one place I was pouring out to a group of teenagers and they were getting really delivered. And there was this groan in the back of my heart. Lord, I want my girls to burn for you while I was preaching. And the Lord says, the way you're laboring over these youth, I will send laborers over your girls. He goes, you will never outgive me. Ever. So as you sow tonight, God will always take care of what belongs to you. Always. One of the, probably the biggest things that I think makes a, a prayer meeting powerful is like the dream. By the way, there was a man that just got saved over here. That's the power that he, he said just, just came off of his mind. We need to realize the power of our prayer meetings. Something that I feel is probably a bit of an assignment is for us to understand how powerful it is when we pray. That we're not just throwing things out into this ethereal place and it might land, it, it might work. It always works. That's why your pastor is always challenging you or myself to stand up. Let's engage. Let's believe in prayer because there's times when there's half of an agreement and there's times when there's full agreement. And there's something about even when a husband and a wife, when they fully agree together, it's very powerful when we set our hearts whatever we agree upon it will be accomplished it will be done i was driving through pueblo this is what the faith is that god's awakening pastors we're about to see shepherds so awakened all over colorado do you know that do you understand that some of the biggest revivals that are going to come into our city are going to come out of the deadest churches that have a history of revival for hundreds of years but if not, have literally not walked in revival for a century. And God's going to visit those houses and redig their wells. God has not forgotten about the wells that were dug. God's not forgotten about the prophets that prophesied in the 1800s. Do you know that Colorado, or America has been so greatly impacted by revivals? We still have dry communities where no alcohol is allowed to be served because of past revivals in the 1800s and early 1900s. And I want to just declare this. It feels it's important that we declare these things. Is that America is a Christian nation. It's acting apostate right now, but it is an, it's a Christian nation built upon a Christian principles upon the Word of God. And God is going to redig those wells. He is. He's going to redig those wells. What is hinging on us praying right now? What are we impacting? I was driving through Pueblo to go to Dallas a while back. And I remember, I've said this before, but it's so important. 
Pueblo was very unimpressive to me. In fact, I spoke against it while I was driving through it. And I went, oh, Pueblo. Because it was just desolate. And I, I knew so many of the pastors that were there that were just weary and beat up and all the church splits. And I literally, out of my mouth, I went, oh, Pueblo. And the Lord says, why don't you stop cursing it, man of God? That's what he said to me. Why don't you bless it? And so I began to bless Pueblo. And immediately I saw pastors awakening. And the Lord said, begin to prophesy over the shepherds that have lost their way. And I saw pastors all of a sudden go, <gasps> and they picked up their head as life filled them. Amen. Two weeks later, I'm down in Denver ministering at a meeting. A lady walks up, and I shared that story about Pueblo and how the Lord commanded me to bless and not to curse. And she says, I know a pastor there who just had an encounter with God a few weeks ago. Would you mind calling him? I said, sure. I called him up. It was a Methodist pastor. I said, can you tell me your story? He says, I can't explain it. But the other day, I was in my lounger. I was so depressed trying to figure out why I'm in Pueblo. He says, and life hit me. I lifted my head and God began to speak and reminded me that he called me here to bring revival. He said, I can't explain it, but I have been revived by the Spirit of the Lord. I said, what day did that happen? And I asked him, what time did it happen? It was the exact time and the exact day I was driving through a Pueblo. And the Lord spoke to me. He goes, you have no idea what you release in the spirit when you prophesy and declare awakening. You don't know the power of intercession. And I was alone. We're in a room that out of 30 plus people, here we are praying in agreement the things that are happening. And I didn't hear fully your, your dream because that brother was getting saved. But something about level four prayer breath, is that what you were saying? I was trying to do, I was trying to get out of mono thinking and I was trying to do two things at once, which is hard for a man. Come on. Come on, prayer breath. Amen. Let's just, let's, let's tonight on the 17th of August, let's set our hearts. Can we stand together? Let's declare this place as an altar to the Lord. That this will be a house of prayer like never before. That God will begin. I mean, people are getting saved in a prayer meeting. That brother was drawn in as he's never been here. But he thought I was the pastor. I said, I'm not the pastor. That brother's the pastor. He's a good pastor. He said, if I come back, can I see you next week? I said, I would love to see you. He said he was gripped and convicted in the middle of prayer. You see, that's what's about to happen. Let's set tonight. Lord, we declare tonight. On the 17th of August here at the Rock Church, let the fire be upon the altar of prayer in this house. Let the fire never go out upon the altar. Father, we declare the incense filled with holy fire from your altar. It's not a man fire. It's not a man-made fire. It is a fire that comes out of the throne room. Let it burn upon this house. Let it burn upon our hearts, God. Give us the spirit of prayer and supplication. In the name of Jesus, Father, we declare that all of Colorado shall be that shall be saved. Lord, release the spirit of prayer over Colorado. Houses of prayer igniting all over the region. In the name of Jesus, God, put upon us again the grace to pray. Levels of prayer that have never been seen before. God, levels of prayer, release the prayer breath over Colorado, Lord. 
Give us the breath of prayer, God, to pray, to breathe prayer, to breathe the will of God over an entire state, Lord. Father, we bless Colorado. God, it's a new day. You're turning Colorado for your glory. We prophesy it's a new day. It's a new day in the name of Jesus. And Father, we lift up our pastor before you. Father, we declare that you are anointing Pastor Mike in this hour. Father, we declare a broadening of his shoulders to handle more of the mantle. Father, we bless the layers upon layers upon layers of mantles upon him. God, he has been faithful with little, God, and you are causing him to rule over much. Father, we declare a fiery protection around him and Christy and his children. We declare that no weapon formed against them shall be able to prosper. Any tongue that would try to rise against them will fall. Father, you give your angels charge over him in the name of Jesus. Jesus. And Father, we thank you for the mantle of fire upon his life, God, that you even gave to him a month and a half ago. A baptism of fire upon his life, Lord. And we declare, God, this mouthpiece to ignite his brethren with fresh fire, pastors burning with the word to come out of his mouth. Father, we declare it's a new day over Pastor Mike. It's a new day over Castle Rock. It's a new day over the Rock Church. It's a new day over your people. You're doing a new thing. Behold, God, you are doing a new thing. God, we declare you're taking Pastor Mike into new realms of glory, glory upon glory upon glory in the name of Jesus. Lord, take this man of God up. Take him up, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless. We bless this house. We bless the altar of prayer in this house. We bless the spirit of intercession upon this house. Holy Spirit, have your way in this house in Jesus' name. Would you just extend your hand towards Pastor Mike? I just really feel that we're just to press in just for a moment for him. There was a man of God that was just sharing with me the very things that we were praying that the Lord has showed him that God is about to take Pastor Mike up into whole new realms realms of glory and this man of God saw just a multiplying of mantles upon Mike's shoulders while he was sharing this with me I saw Peter going onto the top of a, of a house to pray and he was pulling away into the Lord's presence and suddenly he was caught up into a vision and the Lord said what I'm about to release Mike in is about to change everything all of a sudden Peter saw unclean animals coming out of heaven it was a vision the Lord said I want you to stand I want you to kill and to eat it was a prophetic sign that God was coming to the Gentile church and at the same time he was preparing Cornelius to receive the wind of the spirit that one moment of Peter pulling away and being caught up into the heavens with the vision changed the course of the gospel exploding and impacting everybody in this room from one moment. So Father, we just stand together, Lord, for my dear friend, our pastor. Father, we did, can we just extend your hand towards him? I, I just, a couple men, just come up here and just lay hands on Pastor Mike. prophetic spirit does it exposes the very fact that 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 lying devil under his chair we're not going to put up with that nonsense all the chairs in the house I'm telling you it's a sign that the spirit of witchcraft is about to be broken the fact that it was exposed you see that's the thing about witchcraft 
it's all of a sudden being brought into the light. Things that are hidden, snakes are always hidden, spiders are always hidden. They're all brought into the light. The things of witchcraft are about to be brought into the light and there's coming a revelation to break the assignment of the enemy off of an entire city. Hallelujah. So Father, we speak strength over Pastor Mike. Father, we just declare, Pastor Mike, I'm declaring over you. You're coming into a moment that's going to change a course. It's going to shift things so powerfully. It will seem just like another moment in prayer. And then the Lord's going to catch you up. So we declare a spirit of counsel and revelation to come upon Pastor Mike. That she would take him up. Father, we declare greater endowments of power upon him. God, that you're expanding him in every area, in every arena. God, that you're taking his voice and you're broadcasting it into the heavenlies. Father, we declare a fiery wall around him and his family and around the staff of this church and around this body in the name of Jesus. Lord, catch Pastor Mike up in that divine moment. Everything is about to shift. Mike, I hear the sound of pastors coming into revival. There's coming a sound that's going to come out of you. It will feel like just another day. And God is going to explode in your brethren in a sovereign moment. A spirit of awakening is coming to your brethren. Sovereign revival is coming to your brethren. So, Father, we declare a divine positioning. Psalm 32 anointing over Pastor Mike that you are guiding him and counseling him. Your eye is upon him, Lord. Lord, you are so attentive to the steps he's about to take. Father, we bless his steps. We bless his assignments. And Father, we declare that you would preserve and keep him. And Father, we declare a casting down of any distraction, any distraction of the enemy. Father, we declare such a, a, a laser focus in his life right now. In the name of Jesus, we bless his physical frame. We bless him in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, even as this staff is unified, you're about to bring a whole other level of unity, a whole other level of brethrenness, just closeness. I just felt like it's going to be at a level that you're going to know what each other's thinking before you say it. So, Father, we declare, Lord, as you're coming upon Pastor Mike, you're hitting the entire staff with fresh fire, fresh wind, and fresh moves of the Spirit. Father, we bless you, Lord. Yes, Lord, we, we just agree with that prophetic word. We agree with that. Lord, we say, and we bless the apostolic anointing that's on his life. We bless the apostolic anointing that's on his life, Lord. We say, increase your spirit. Lord, we prophesy that Revelation chapter 4. I heard a voice say, come up here. I saw a door. I heard a voice saying, come up here. Lord, we prophesy the coming up. We prophesy that 2 Corinthians 12. I knew a man who was in the spirit. I didn't know if he was in the body or out of the body, but he was in the spirit and he was in paradise. Lord, we prophesy that catching up. Lord, we prophesy the counsel of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of counsel, 
the spirit of knowledge and that right behind it would be the spirit of might to fulfill what is revealed in the spirit of counsel and the spirit of knowledge right behind it the spirit of might the spirit of courage the spirit of breakthrough the spirit of power Lord would you just bring the two together in his heart it's a spirit of revelation and then right behind it the greatness of his power we prophesy the spirit of revelation and then just right behind it the greatness of his power in Jesus name we prophesy the voice that he hears behind him saying this is the way walk in it and then the courage to walk in Jesus name the strong knees to stand in Jesus name the strong knees to stand in Jesus name Lord we ask you for this bringing together of pastors we ask you for this laying down this laying down of agendas and pride and the bringing together of pastors Lord we say you are going to put a trumpet in his mouth Lord I pray that you would trumpet the message of pastoral unity church unity regional unity Lord I pray that the word that you gave him about the 400 Lord would just spread like wildfire and would touch heart after heart after heart after heart in Jesus name Lord we say that you would do this October 8th that there would be a linking of communion Colorado and the bringing together of the 400 in Jesus name and we call the 400 forth just as Dan saw pastors lifting up that breath filling them God we call the 400 forth in Jesus name we call Lord we call pastoral unity in in a region to be set on a on the map in America look what God has done in Denver look what God has done in Colorado look what God has done through this move of church unity in Jesus name we bless it and we bless this man's leadership and we honor it we honor his leadership we honor the purity of heart he walks in we honor his leadership we thank you Lord Lord where people have cursed his leadership we honor his leadership in Jesus name and we repent for the curse we repent on their behalf where people have cursed his leadership we say Lord forgive them and we honor his leadership in Jesus name father forgive them and we honor his leadership in Jesus name in Jesus name Lord, we thank you for the revelation that you've given Pastor Mike. We thank you for the authority that comes with that revelation. And we decree in the name of Jesus divine alignment in the government of God over Colorado in the name of Jesus. We decree divine alignment. We thank you, Lord, that your kingdom is a kingdom where people come in alignment. We thank you for alignment in Jesus' name. 
We thank you for alignment in the name of Jesus for the government of God in, in Colorado in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. loves all this attention by the way he just he hates this stuff <laughs> no this is wonderful wow we thank you God if you've revealed things then you'll reveal to the hearts of others who need to come into alignment we thank you that you'll give them you'll have mercy and give them revelation we thank you God in, in your kingdom there's a there's a, a revealing to each heart so each heart can have the have the mercy and the grace to say yes to what you're doing we thank you for revelation and we thank you for yielded hearts that say yes to what you're doing we thank you for it in jesus name It touches other people's shields and they too go on fire and it's like an army that's got the fresh fire on them and there's nothing that can stop that it's got light it's got truth it's got faith it's got love it's got mercy and I just feel like it just catches like kerosene to, to the one next to you and the one next to you just these shields of fire rising up out of the darkness and let there be light where there has been darkness and that faith it, it's the faith is catching fire the faith is catching fire thank you Jesus just say too is that as you guys just release that over me that whether you would increase the mantle I just pray for that double portion it's, it doesn't stop here but it actually as I lead that I lead from a place of down here to lift you up that my ceiling becomes your floor Lord that even those around here those pastors leaders, people in this church, people in other churches that we're connected with, Lord, that there would be even a greater anointing that would go forth. Lord, I ask for just your fire to fall. Lord, that we would set ourselves on the altar as a living sacrifice. Every one of us. <laughs> Lord, I just want to be the least. <laughs> Lord, that around me that there would be those that would rise up that would be greater. Lord, empower your church in this season. Empower your church in this season. And I just want to go back in as we close. I just felt like 
that as we pray over this the house, and it's not this house, there's something that the Lord has, has just given us, and I, not in a place of pride, I say just in a place of humility, that as we establish things in this church, that it goes across this region. So this is not, it's not just what, we, what happens at the rock stays at the rock. What happens at the rock actually goes across this region, to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west. As we declare things here, as we fight for things here, that they're released across Colorado. So Lord, we just ask right now for that, that house of prayer to be released. I just felt this strongly as we were praying over this. It's interesting that when Jesus declared this, he declared it because the house had been a den of robbers. It says you've made it a den of robbers, but my house will be called a house of prayer. And he was declaring something back from Psalm 57. I mean, I'm sorry, Isaiah, Isaiah 57. I'm sorry, 56, 7. <laughs> and it says this, and I'm going to just back up a verse. It says, the foreigners will bind themselves together to the Lord to serve Him and to love the name of the Lord and to worship Him. All who keep the Sabbath, the Sabbath without desecrating it and hold fast to my covenant, these I will bring to the holy mountain and I will give them joy in my house of prayer. <laughs> their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. That, that we would be a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing as an acceptable form of worship to the Lord. The burnt offerings and the sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. So Lord, we just declare that over this house, over the church of Colorado. Lord, we declare that this is a new day and that we are saying that this will be a house of prayer for all nations, that you will accept the offerings and the sacrifices that come before you on the altar as we lay down our lives as a living sacrifice. So Lord, I thank you for the new day. I thank you for the new order that is being established. The new things that are being set. It's the end of an old and out with the new. Or, or in with the new. Out with the old, in with the new. Lord, I thank you that you are doing a new thing. That we would let go of the former things, the former ways. Establish yourself in this house. Establish yourself across Colorado. And may we be a house of prayer for all nations. May Colorado be a house of prayer for all nations. In Jesus' name, amen.